Kids are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With my Oh, wow. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Mike Spiegelman. I don't go by Michael. Great to be here. Thank you. Oh, my God. If you're listening to this, then you're going to have to listen to the entire thing. You owe it to yourself. It's the most exciting four-hour uh, weekly podcast you'll ever hear. And I'm uh, very excited to bring up my uh, co-host, my special co-host, Carl Halt. Uh, hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hey, man. You wrote that theme song. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but did you describe the the show like I asked you to during the theme song? Uh, no, I didn't do a very good job of that. I just, I mean, the title is self-descriptive. I mean, what we're about to do now yes. is to sit down and watch a full-length movie on YouTube uh-huh. with oh. Michael Spiegelman. So therefore, I think the title speaks to exactly what you were looking for. Okay, you know what, Carl? I think what we need to do is let's start this over again. All right? Okay. Uh, so hang on a sec. I'm going to... Uh, uh, I want to hear your theme song again. All right? Okay. All right, yeah, so let's... Uh, okay. Hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Michael Spiegelman. My name is Mike Spiegelman. No relation to Michael Spiegelman. And uh, it's great to be here with my special co-host, Carl Halt. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for uh, doing the show. You, of course, just wrote that theme song, yes. uh, which uh, describes the show. And uh, I believe you just wrote it like two seconds ago and gave it to me. And I thank you so much. <laughs> Let's watch Oh my God, that's the song. You're fascinating. there. Uh, did you know I had a guest on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman uh, who said that I should go to Fiverr.com and get a new theme song? Well, that song, it's too busy. Um, I could try again if you'd like. I'm happy to oh, do it. Oh, absolutely. I think it's just a little too busy is the right word. There's too much going on during the song and I'm no, talking but, to you. Yeah. I'm pitching my Twitter account. Which is a Carl the jokes to Carl and not <laughs> duh like as in duh. <laughs> duh. Well, well that's funny. <laughs> oh that's funny. Well sure I love I love free stuff and uh, I'm so glad you're here because uh, you were able to come by and accommodate me for our friend Jordan Allen's movie uh, Terminal Bliss. Terminal Bliss. Right. Yeah. Not to be compared with Bliss that is blissful and then you're still alive afterwards. Uh, but as you know, the premise of this show <laughs> is that we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. And uh, Carl, here's a little YouTube trivia for you. Okay. It's a website. And when it started, it had a 10-minute limit. So yeah, it did people, for years. For yeah. years. Now they put a full-length movie on, no problem. But if you wanted to put a full-length movie then you would have to do it in 10-minute chunks so we're going to actually uh 12 <laughs> jump into the pool of those type of movies 
and watch a playlist that is going to compile our entire movie in 10 minute chunks so hopefully this will all sync up so if you're listening thank you so much uh, hopefully you are listening because you went to our website let's watch a full length movie on youtube.blogspot.com youtube and blogspot are owned by google they're not owned by me at all but thank you guys for all the tools uh, and there you will see the embedded movie as well as an embedded or a link to the podcast. And you can sync up both the podcast of us listening to the movie, watching the movie together with you, uh, with the movie. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch a full length movie. And this movie is actually segmented into 10 minute uh, YouTube parts. So the film, uh, right now we're recording uh, here at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, by the way, we're following the delightful uh, shows here uh, Edge of the Sanity is actually now uh, on mini radio before me, which is terrific. Uh, anyway, uh, we are going to watch a movie called F-T-A, Fuck the Army, from 1972. Uh, we can curse? We can curse. Yeah, it's okay. This, by the way, uh, this film is very offensive. So <laughs> I don't... Uh, It'll so, do the cursing for us? Yeah, so let's type F-T, uh, F period, T period, A period to YouTube's cursor and hopefully you're watching YouTube on your laptop computer or your desktop or your phone I have my YouTube I could I may uh, DS I could do it on that all right so let me see FTA trailer oh man how did I do this well I found it and okay. it's f.t.a dot okay f.t.a dot space uh-huh. parentheses okay F-U-C-K, the army, close parentheses, dash Jane Fonda. All right, so I just typed in, oh, there we go. All right, so we're looking for F-T, F period, D period, A period, parentheses, fuck the army, comma, uh, space, uh, close parentheses, space, colon, Jane Fonda. Uh, and that is from our good friend, uh, PTA cat, uh, ac dot com. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and click. So we have 15 videos we're going to watch segmented. Uh, why is this starting here? I don't. I want to start with the movie. So Army of None anti-recruiting ad is playing. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I think that you would rather go right. to the actual movie. Uh, here we go. So if you go to the playlist, you'll see number five kicks off the movie, which is what we want to watch. Uh, FTA, fuck the army. This one, we we didn't make this movie. Uh, and we're gonna go ahead and click on. Uh, this is from Active Eds. What the hell is going on? Okay, here we go. So, I hit pause. All right, I hit pause at zero zero zero. So hopefully you have clicked on number five of this playlist. Uh, starting off the movie FTA, part one of ten. And uh, I have it pause at zero and let at the count of three, we will start the movie and watch it together. Three, two, one, let's start. I'm so excited. So this is a Jane Fonda made a, used to go touring around uh, after during the Vietnam War with, with veterans who were, were now anti-war and they would put on an entertainment show, like a USO show. This is what the movie version is. Oh, some reading beforehand. So what about audio? Uh, no audio. I don't get any audio. I can't even read the, the words they had up there. It was pretty fuzzy. Well, I mean, I can play the... Oh, 
Do you hear it through my phone? <laughs> Are you watching this on your phone? Yeah, hey, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to listen to this guy. This guy's, this is his moment. Here's this guy. I muted it. I'm watching uh, G.I. giving, now it's a radical. <laughs> no, they're all G.I.s. They're all veterans. They're okay, all... So the audio, should I let it play on my Chromecast and you can Did... hear it through the phone? If you want, I mean, this movie is, I don't own the copyright to it. But yeah, you could you could play a segment. I mean, I'm trying to listen to them, but... Oh, you know, I'm actually at the train scene right now. No, the plane. That's a plane flying Airplane here. Airplane taking yeah. off. And then the credits, which, by the way, is so washed out with Jane Fonda as herself. Yeah. There she is. Oh, they're doing is a sketch. Her? Yeah, they're, her and Donald Sutherland are doing a sketch on stage. It's an anti-war comedy sketch. Hey, you know, uh, Carl, I'm at one minute and 41 seconds. Yes, me too. Uh, I'm at 1.39. Okay. So. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you when I get to two minutes, okay? Can you move it to two? Okay, I'm moving it to two. All right. I'm going to get to two minutes exactly in three, two, one. Now. They're doing Monty uh, Python sketch. Okay, so I'm going to press. Okay, Did, so. I'm going to tell you when it's 2.15. Okay. 3, 2, 2.15. Two no, I'm at 2.18. Uh, 2.20. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to pause this movie for the sake of our listeners at 2.30 exactly, okay? I'm okay, cutting all this entertainment. All right, I'm at 2.30. Okay, so I'm, I'm down at 2.30. My street. So do your countdown again. All right, guys, we're going to start this movie again. 2.30 into the film. Hey, by the way, feel free to call 415. No, you can't. Carl's on the line. Screw you guys. Oh, sorry, guys. Fuck. All right, so here we call go. Call me and I'll conference you. Yeah, we, we, uh, you could tweet us at... Anyway, so... Uh, <coughs> okay, Harry. So we have it paused at 2 minutes 30 seconds into this film, and we're going to start it at 3, 2, 1, go. Yeah, there we go. That guy is... I'll just leave it in the background, but do you... Hear I hear. I mean, I can't really hear the bits. We can make up our own comedy bits if you like. Hello, I am here to recruit you. <laughs> recruit me, but war is bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is called I preaching to the face. choir. That's uh, Leonard Moulton. No, that's uh, Leonard. Uh, that's Spock. Leonard Nimoy. That is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he used to tour around anti-war trial. Uh, that is, oh, that's James L. Brooks. It's very familiar. Look, his face is. It was Holly Near the whole time. So Jane Fonda is like standing on the side with the band. Oh, this you is the, like the army song. Sutherland in that hat. Yes, classy hat. So there's two things. Paul One Mooney. Is, Paul Mooney's he in was, this. Look how young Paul Mooney is. All right, so um, tell me about that hat. Well, he went on after this movie to do, gosh, I forget the name of it, but that hat was his signature hat in that film. Jane Fonda was in it also. Is it Clute? Clute. Like no, Clute was prior to this. He was a cop in Clute. Right, and she was and a call girl in one, one of the most unwatchable movies, and I say that watching really this. It really was. 
Yeah. I did watch it to the end, but it really was not a very good film. No. And him falling for her didn't make sense. No, and it was like she was. It just didn't, everything seemed mismatched. So uh, it's funny that this movie came out between Clute and the other film you're talking about. Yes, I guess I could Google it to find out what it is. Jane Fonda also plays a prostitute in that movie. Uh, sort of a signature role for her, I suppose. Well, I mean, those, those are probably the roles you can get. It was either a prostitute or anti-war activist. There we go. FDA, yeah, our F- fist in the air. F- F- now, this is, they didn't say this was fuck the army. Well, uh, they, they're they not going to put it on the poster. It was free the army. No, it was, they, was the this... song just said fuck the army. Did they really? Yeah. Okay, I guess they got that I guess. Wrong. You know, I'm, not, I'm half listening to this movie. There was a slogan for the commercials to join the army, even though there was a draft, but right. there were commercials. To, it was fun, travel, and adventure, FTA. And that's where this came from this time. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that. They're making fun of... Fun, travel, and adventure to right. enlist in the war. Well, that was probably before, right? I mean, now it's just probably the general draft. God, that's... Uh, this was 1970. So, yeah, there was the draft at that time. Right, and there was uh, something going on in Vietnam. But uh, during the 80s, they had what, the Army One was 90s, I guess, but before it, Be All You Can Be. Be yeah, All see, You Can Be, Carl in the Army. Carl, Be All You Can Be. Carl, Carl. What? Carl. Yeah, I should be, yes? You should Be All You Can Be. Be All You Can Be in the Army. Here, enlist I, now. Enlist now. I'm, I'm fifth. <laughs> you beat the draft, buddy. You beat the draft. That's what every man lives for to make it past the fucking draft. I went to Canada anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. In 1986. Uh, so this is. Father uh, saying, "Kiss my ass." Well, I mean, most performers are you good at this. So instead of UFO. USO, it was FTA, which is Fun Travel and Adventure. But here, it, it's Fuck the Army, which is a pretty incendiary thing to say. Did I use that word correctly? Uh, the Army, yes. <laughs> now, incendiary. this is coming off of, for Donald Sutherland, this is coming off of MASH. You know, what's huh. fascinating to me is that Jane Fonda got skewered for this movie. And the same week that this movie came out, it was publicly made known that she had gone on Viet- North Vietnam radio and broadcast for the regime. Is that true, or was that like a rumor? Yeah, so, and uh, she got called Hanoi Jane. Because she was in uh, Hanoi in a hotel, right, and doing... I thought she was no, going to... No, she went to Vietnam, okay. and she was on the side... So- okay, so let me just think. It's North Korea and South Korea. South Korea is our friend. So it's North Vietnam and South Vietnam. That's and how North you remember. Vietnam's our friend. So she was with our friend. North Vietnam. But but for some reason she she was called Hanoi Jane and she was considered a traitor. And the movie company pulled this movie. It was no longer. I'm sorry, not the movie company. The distribution company. Oh. They pulled this movie. This movie was in the theaters for one week. And you know this because you have, you know this because you have Wikipedia in front of you. Yes, not in front of me now, but <laughs> really, well, I appreciate told, it. <laughs> when you told me that I would be on and it's the film we were looking at, then I 
Googled like crazy and I learned a bunch of stuff about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a fascinating. I read about this movie from uh, Shock Cinema. Uh, what was it? Is this Shock Cinema? It's one of the few uh, actually print publications of uh, uh, bad movies uh, after Psychotronic Video uh, uh, ceased. And uh, the, the guy does reviews of very obscure movies. And I was just amazed this film came out. I mean, I understand... This is a, pr- a prickly path. This is, these were veterans who were anti-war, and these were celebrities right. who were stepping out. I mean, you can't. No one faults celebrities for being political anymore, especially you know before the election. You, you can't say, "Well, you're just supposed to entertain us." You can't get political when right now it's you know there's people like Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan and uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Gopher from the Love Boat, who are all entertainers who went political. Al, Al Franken, you know. Yeah. So it, it, I don't think there's a stigma anymore of that you can't be political. Well, I mean, it depends on your politics. If you are uh, Colin Kaepernick, the San Francisco quarterback who will not stand up for the national anthem, then it's bad that you're political. Well, he's making he's making a stand. Uh, yeah. I, I guess it's bad because it's a private company. You know, it's not really. What US. I mean, pro- bad is that. Like, everybody I ever hear goes, that guy's a jerk. He doesn't love America. <laughs> like, if you're against our troops, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's okay to be political unless you're... Hey, you know, not call the credits are still fucking rolling. This movie is like, we're about to wrap up our 10-minute chunk, and the credits are still going. <laughs> By the way, when the 10-minute chunk wraps up, will you just let it roll? Yeah, let, let it roll. One? It doesn't really matter. I mean, the tracking is shit poor on this, and I, I mean, this is worth a, a watch uh, without us talking. But you have to, you have to listen so to. So now first. it's switching, right? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Contains new Mine's blocks. Mine got switching. Mine got blocked. Part two got blocked. Okay, I'm putting in two of ten. Two of ten got blocked. This this video contains content from new video group. Which has blocked it in your country on copyright ground. How do you know what okay. company I'm from? Let's try three of right. ten. Next is three. Okay, here we go. I'm going to click this thing. Three. This video contains content from New Video Group, which is blocked in your country on copyright grounds. Okay, let's do four. This video contains content from New Video Group, which has blocked it in your country on copyright. Do one again. Uh, no, I want to try five. <laughs> this video contains content from a video group who has blocked it in your country on copyright cards. Okay, I'm going to do number six. This video contains content from a new video group which has blocked it in your country on copyright grounds. All right, I'm going to do seven. This video contains content from a new video group which has blocked it in your country on copyright grounds. Okay, one more time. Eight. This video contains content from a new video group which has blocked it in your country. No problem, Carl. Uh, I'm going to try number nine. This video mm. huh, contains content hmm, from new video group, comma, which has I... blocked it in your country. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. How do you know what country I'm in? What the hell? Anyway, one more, like, one more, 10 out of 10. Here we go. <laughs> hey, Carl. Yes. Regarding this, this video. Blocking, yeah. Okay, wait a second. Wait, I, I, Ryan. I, Ryan, what's that sketchy website that you watch movies on? Yeah, get the get the youngums to tell us what sketchy website. One two three movies dot no, I can't do it. I can't do it. The, the show is called Let's Watch a Movie on YouTube. Fully. Oh right, shucks. Shucks. So, but I have oh, a I have right. an ace up my hole. So why don't we go to our next movie? <laughs> All right, girl. Are you ready is to see this the... Ed 
Edison. Uh, no, 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 no. Next, this next week's the next episode is with you. We have a mini episode with Carl. A uh, mini episode. I'm going to call it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've heard other people use that phrase. Really? Because I'm all prepared for this movie. No. I got Here. Peter Boyle hey, story. Me, hey, no, no. I don't. I just need you to charm me. Let's watch a movie called uh, Never Too Young to Die. Never to. I have this whole rap about how this turned into support our troops. Never to. Young you can tell we could do it over this. All right, never too young to die. Uh, uh, be, don't so, prepare for Mike's show because who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm not. I last time I saw it, it was full length. I'm trying to look for a full length copy. I see it's a 40 minute review of this film. That's ridiculous. A movie that's yeah. twice as long. Well, at least Never we talk. We talk about the movie the same like, uh You know, what? I don't see a full-length version of it. I used that's how I saw it was on this film. Damn it! Uh, why don't we watch? You want to see the monkey movie? Head. What I I went and got Never Too Young to Die, 1986. You found it the full-length version? Well, I, I. No, it's a clip. But we're not gonna do a clip. Oh, it's a clip. Right, okay. You want to do the, let's do the full length movie of Head, Monkey's movie. Have you ever seen that? Um, oh, uh, I'm not sure, but believe it or not, that movie's better than you think. Oh, I, I know. It's such a good movie. So let's give that movie. Um, uh, you want to do the other? I think f- I might have seen it. Head. Well, I mean, I've seen monkey. it a million times. I own the video and all that stuff. It's, it's definitely like. Uh, it's your backup go-to. Well, yeah, it, I've seen this because he hits the girl. Yeah, let's not watch this then. We, we need another girl. movie. Let's see another. Wait, part. now we're not watching this? No, we already seen this movie. Well, I, well, I mean, we have an audience to consider. Uh, oh, the oh, fuck! All right. So, which version do you want to watch? Let's see. I think uh, let's do uh, Nayar X. So, go ahead and type head, and then monkeys with two e's, like the man from the '60s. And uh, we see a version from our friend. Uh, Bill Stewart. What's that? This version from our friend Bill Stewart. You have Bill Stewart? The full, oh, let's do Bill Stewart. Or yeah, Nyak Bill Stewart. Yaxor. That's what I was going to do. Okay. Because he, that had the most views. That's the only reason. All right, okay. so we're going to click on that. And we're going to watch, the, oh, I think a commercial for Bounty. Uh, so we have 15 minutes before this commercial rolls. But anyway, it's N. Y A V and then Y X O R Roxy Roxy Na- I don't know something backwards. Uh, but okay, here we go. Zero zero zero. We'll start off with the uh, ribbon cutting scene. Tell me when it's ten. You tell me when it's ten. Oh, all right. Here comes the. Or you do your countdown. Here's the Criterion Collection. It wasn't never a Criterion Collection. Uh, I already started. I'm ten seconds into the movie. Okay. All right, so actually, so I'm, st- I'm stopping at 14. 14 seconds. There's a big okay, red thank river. you for stopping. Nine, ten, twelve. This is riveting. Fourteen. All right, okay. so we're I'm watching at 14. Head. Me too. All right, so let's do the countdown, and we'll watch Monkey's movie, Head, which is probably better than FTA. Uh, three, two, one, Click. Okay, yeah, they have the okay. a lot of sound effects in this movie, like cartoonish sound effects. That's the screeching of a microphone. Yeah, I saw this. This is good. Well, yeah, and we could talk over this easily. Sure. 
Yeah, but actually, you know what, Carl? Uh, keep the sound down because it's it's. Oh, the, do. Oh well, yeah, because it's a. Uh, I don't know the rights to the monkeys movie. Yeah, but I listen. Uh, let me say something. You know, don't turn mic in. Let me say something to all uh, of your listeners. All right. Okay? Yes. Okay. That's me um, after I get home. Okay. I want to say something to all of your listeners. Okay, both of them. There's no <laughs> reason us. to turn in Mike because he's listening to a movie. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's fair use because it's part of the culture and the, the background noise. If I was somebody was watching YouTube, they could possibly be watching this. They could be watching anything. So it's the sound of YouTube, not necessarily the copyrighted music of the monkeys. Henry Kissinger <laughs> just got out of the car. I know these guys are all like sixty white guys. This, these are like the, these are they're all voting for Trump on Tuesday. <laughs> He's got the scissors for the ribbon cutting. Now they have the sound effect of him walking and everyone's clicking shape, and then some guy's gonna make a sound. Can I noise. please listen to the sound? Yeah, that the silly guy made a silly sound. Like, this is like a great television show from the 60s with the crazy sound effect. Well, you know, that's the thing about this movie. It is not the TV show. I mean, this was a hippie movie. Well, and this, this movie is broken down like a monkey's movie because the half of it is them getting chased for whatever that's reason. A, that's a good point. But, I mean, the television show was, like, corporate and silly and... You know, we're trying to be the Beatles, and this this movie was like a hippie movie. Right. Well, I mean, but why would a hippie, like, you're talking about these, like, uh, Henry Kissinger-looking motherfuckers. Why would a head sit through Henry Kissinger for the first ten minutes? This whole film, it crawls to a halt. They can't the, even, yeah. This it, is the establishment that they will now Let's Let's reject. spoil, I'll spoil this up front. This is the ending as well. What we see is the. I was spoiling the. Yeah, spoiling head. So it begins with this ribbon cutting ceremony with the sound problem in the military there and all these squares. And. Boom! There we go. There we go. Mickey. Mickey's such fucking egotist. Of course, Mickey takes the ribbon. Mickey, it was supposed to be me, Michael. You know? It does kind of look like they're chasing. Who jumps first? Mickey. Who jumps first? It's Mickey, right? No, it's probably Nesmith who jumps first. He's like, fuck this. Fuck my career. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I mean, don't do it. This is not a good movie for don't San Francisco heads. No. Uh, he did it. There's the safety net and he missed it. Oh, don't no. worry, it's water. The dolphin song. I like dolphins. Hippies like dolphins too. Are you a hippie as I am you? I have the sound off. I know this movie by heart. Flip. Okay, wait. Plop. <laughs> the dolphin has to take a plop in the ocean. Do you think dolphins use a toilet? That's pretty heavy stuff. No, they they, just, why didn't Carol Bear Singer talk about that? And there goes the while Mickey Dummy. Swim, they just let it go. I can't believe Never Too Young to Die is no longer on YouTube. That's a great movie. Oh, I remember this song. Yeah. This is a trippy hippie song. It's yeah, this is written by Burt Bacharach. Burt uh, Bacharach wrote I, this? I think so. We'll have to uh -huh. wait till the credits. Well um, the, the groovy... time frame is right. Carl, make that. sure that the songs don't play, but feel free to sing a version of what the song could be if we have it on mute, which I do. Drowning I Mickey Dolan. Watch out for the feet. 
Watch out for the trippy. So this is all like studio tricks, right? They do like a special effect of them underwater. Chroma key, yeah. Well, I mean, beyond the chroma key, the fact that they're underwater is probably because they're in a studio in a, in a uh, aquarium like in tank. A swimming pool. Yeah. So. Oh, this gives me a chance to do my joke. Please. Okay, I would love to fuck a mermaid, you know. Uh huh. But I, I just can't get between her legs. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I actually paid for a prostitute mermaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ask me how much it cost. Scale. You you paid see, for a prostitute yeah, mermaid. Had, yeah, how much did it cost? I paid scale. A <laughs> hundred clams. Yes, they're they're actually uh, part of the union, uh, SAG AFNA, and they got paid scale to mermaids. Mermaids aren't so much different than regular women. I mean, it does smell like fish. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle again? Okay, uh, that's jokes. Duh, Carl. Not joke. Duh, is it duh? <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I, I never. Mickey Dolan story, if you yeah, want to go there. It's just a sighting. Yes, yeah, sure. I was, um, you know, I used to travel for work today. I don't. And I was in Los Angeles and I was heading to New York, you know, just doing my job. Just dropping and cities left and right. Name drop city. Well, I mean, literally, it was a flight from L.A. to New York. Now, what flight would Mickey Dolan be? He's not going from Des Moines, Iowa. Maybe his family in Des Moines, Iowa. (laughs) Okay. He's not going from, you know, Wilmer, Minnesota. Maybe Wilmer, uh, Minnesota is having a Jungle Boy convention. That's a good point. Uh, I can't name drop littler than Wilmer, Minnesota. So, anyway. Oh, so can I tell you? Oh, yeah. He, okay, so I'm getting on the flight, and I I left him alone. I mean, it's clearly him. You can see it's clearly him. Right. But I mean, ever since Deborah Harry uh, pretty much told me to fuck off, I've never talked to a celebrity again. Which you Just told that story alone. if you guys listened to the Terminal Bliss episode. Not only we have a chance to watch a great movie dubbed in French, uh, but you get to hear Carl's story about how Deborah Harry told him to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So okay, I won't rehash that. I forgot I told that. So that's why I left Mickey Dolan's alone. And the poor guy did not look like he wanted to be left alone. You know what I mean? He was out of the house. He was going to New York. Later on, after we boarded, a young girl did go to him and say, oh, I love you and all that stuff. So he got what he was looking for. So good. Right. But uh, I wasn't going to do it because I never know. So, um, okay. The only thing I want to convey about it is he's so old. I mean, it was him. It was clearly him. But he was so old. He was wearing a goofy hat, like a, um, like a, uh, it's not a cowboy hat, but it has the rim around in a circle. But it's not a sombrero either. It's one of those Bob Dylan kind of hats where it's like perfect circle around and with a, you know, it doesn't look like Stetson or something. It's just sort of like a fez on the top. But it was all beat up and gnarled. It was clearly the same hat he wore, maybe in this movie. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I saw him on a, an Adult Swim uh, show, on a, a Tim and Eric show, where he played himself, and he fit the description you just said. Oh, Tim and Eric! I've sometimes seen that show. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, is it good dad humor? Yeah, it's. I I, I enjoyed the movie when they they revived the Swallow Mall. The, 
Oh, you know what? Are you talking about Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie? Which, if it's on YouTube, then we'll watch it. If it's not for free, we will definitely watch it. Well, the thing is, that doesn't fit your show because you'll like that movie. You'll be entertained by that movie. I've seen that movie, and uh, those are fighting words. Oh, look how it's going into little TVs now. Oh, right, because Hey, Hey, We Are the Monkeys, which I can't think of. Is that playing? Yeah, so no, it's a different version. It's a special uh, movie version where it's. uh, Right. Oh, that's Sonny Lispin. I'm not watching the movie right now, but uh, I've seen it enough times. I know what's going on. You're, you're not watching? Okay, oh, no, so I am watching the- it. So they're showing, these are all scenes that are going to be in the movie. Like, you're going to have to wait, but Mickey Dolan's will roll down a hill after it's going to Yeah, and the stand. And then the, the, the thing moving, and that thing is moving, and now they're dancing. And, uh, that's when Mike Nesbitt freaks out, and now they're dandruff. Well, now uh, they escape. See, the rest of the movie is them being, you know, captured and running away. See, that's the beginning of the movie. And it's the end. And there's the guy getting shot in the head. That's such a pop culture yeah. moment. That poor guy. Uh, that represents the horrors of war. It's still a man getting shot in the head, you know? So, that's right. So, all the monkey fans got to see a guy get hit, shot in the head from, from the... No. Oh, and this is... Uh, I ain't like, Paul, go, no worries, man. Do what you gotta do. I, I, I could. No, it's cool. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to figure it out. Go ahead and keep doing it. All right. So, uh, it's so funny so that we've been, my, you know, yeah. Maybe I should just plug for them since we're watching their movie. Okay. That the monkeys will be, and this is for, yeah, I mean, you're in San Francisco, but I mean, it's internet radio. So, here in Jersey, beautiful, sunny New Jersey, uh-huh. at the Bergen Performing Arts Center, which is a place I go to a lot. I saw Yes There. I saw. Chris Cornell there. The Monkees will be playing at the Bergen Bergen Pack, Bergen Performing Arts Center, Inglewood, New Jersey, November 20th. You can get tickets. Believe me, they're available. It will only be <laughs> the two living monkeys, and that is one of them, Mickey. Wait, and I think yeah. the other one's Peter Nesbitt, right? Wait, so what happened? The other two passed away? Mickey, uh... The short one died. D- Davy Jones, Davey Jones died. Passed away. There he is in the war scene. Oh, I like this. He's giving the helmet away. And yeah. Mickey, Mickey has another shit fit. Mickey must have been... Like, they must have put some reality into this. It's like, hey, Mickey, you're a constant shit heel. Why don't we put that and incorporate that in the movie? And he's like, oh, that's great. That's like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Of but course. he's got the grenade hanging. That would not be true, that he'd have the grenade hanging loose <laughs> like that. They also break up pop bands when they've sent them to war. Like, so if you're in like Backstreet Boys or New One One Direction, you would actually not fight in the same foxhole. You'd be broken up or, or paired up with the other group. <laughs> it's a good point. We want to serve together. Yeah, right. like in Stripes. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So the monkeys no. would actually probably be paired up with uh, hermits, hermits. Or uh, the only group that ever stayed together in the army was Elvis. Yeah, he did a stint. No, there must have been other people. Uh, Frank Sinatra went to war, right? Well, I mean, the joke is, you know... Because he's a solo, yeah. It was just solo act, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they didn't split up Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And he was... uh, See, now they're saying football, American football equals war. Poor Peter. So Peter passed away, you Wow. You know, I just finished watching... I'll Google and see who's left. There's two alive. I just finished watching The Giant, uh, and looking at this uniform, things have changed. <laughs> things have changed. The uniforms today look very different. I know you're not a sports person at all, but... 
I'm so I'm sorry. I'm getting like football nightmares watching that scene. Like I'm afraid some no guy in the audience. Oh, see, and he's a middle-aged bold man. The yeah, football. that doesn't make sense. No, it's 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 ironic because that's all the football players become. Are uh, overgrown man children bold? I hate you guys. Check out those sideburns. Figure of Elvis in the war. So he got him a helmet, and now Mickey's gonna be a prick and not want it. Lead singer for the Monkees, TV icon, dead at 66. Who's that? Davy Jones. Oh, well, rest in peace, Davy Jones. Yeah. Have you ever seen the original audition films when they no. went to... You should YouTube that. It's interesting. It is on YouTube, huh? Uh, well, I don't know that it's on YouTube, but everything is, so... Well, you know, so when, uh, during the 90s, Rhino Records was able to get the Monkees back catalog, I think during the 80s, too, actually, and one of the things they did in the 90s, excuse me, is that they released Head, which yeah. was impossible to find. I mean, I read about it. That's the premise of, yeah. this, premise of this podcast, is these are movies that you used to read about and never had a chance to see, and here they are in, in all their glory on YouTube for free, so... Yeah, uh, this was free. one, Yeah, so, uh... Well, they came through the audience. Right, from the I war. I bet you they really did that, and that's kind of neat. They're saying the pop music is equal to war, because the audience is going to turn on them. It's a battlefield. I have the sound off, so I don't know what song they're playing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but here, I'll sing it. Well, I saw your face. I'll give you a six. <laughs> you have sharp elbows. 5.5. Fap or not. Not. I'm not fapping. Like they're doing They're cutting it to war. Yeah. I saw your face. You're pretty average. You were blowing me at an orgy. <laughs> I was about to come on your neck. Then I saw it's your like face. We're there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Mike. Then I saw her face. Yeah, and I didn't come anymore. I got flaccid. Must have been the acid. Oh. oh no, they're cutting the pop music with the horrors of war. It's ironical. While they're trying to make a buck off of it. Yeah, right. Good point. But the thing is, they didn't think that way. They were in the 60s, and probably the company was making the buck. Wait, we were at an orgy, and I was about to squirt on your neck, and then it was your Auntie Griselda. <laughs> it was your Auntie Griselda. <laughs> oh, no, it's your Auntie Griselda. Auntie Griselda. <laughs> you know, there's a... Uh, back in the... Uh, oh, that's the famous that's the murder. Fam they showed it again. Again, they, we just watched this guy lose his life. Uh, I, I feel like Peter Griffiths. That, sir, is crossed the line. Okay, so I've looked it up, and the three monkeys are still alive. It's only... Yeah, I was going to say, um, because I thought Peter was still alive. Yeah, Michael N Nesmith is 69, Mickey Dolenz is 66, and Peter Tork is 70. Oh, my goodness, he's Nesmith. 66. Let me tell you something. Mickey did not look... 66, Good. he looked like 666. Did you know yeah, that... Uh, he looked 666. Michael Nesmith is actually a superhero? No, I didn't Yeah, know he that. goes by Michael Super Ness. See, like, because the NES is the uh, Nintendo... Oh, Super the, the, NES. Yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> there's, it's pronounced Michael NES Myth. And then, Michael. Of course, Michael NES Myth. Michael uh, Nintendo Entertainment See, they're, they're attacking. 
Which, you know, this actually happened to a reporter. Remember the story how this woman got, like, assaulted by a crowd and groped? I forget where it was. Look, but see, it's, mom, it's dumb. They got tricked. They got mannequins. Okay, now we have one of the first old school. Here, do you want to try one more time? No, I don't know how to do it, but I was going to say, I don't know if you just meant to Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, and Encino, yeah. I bought I bought them. Oh, that's Jewish. There's Reagan. Before governor of California, I guess, right? And I, sorry, Carl. I, I had to put out a fire here in the uh, studio. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was giving myself a hot foot, and I, I, I missed it. But go ahead. Please tell me again. Yeah. A- hot foot. You ever do a hot foot? That's the great prank. Anyway, go ahead. Tell uh, me. That's when you take a, a wooden match. And then right. you take somebody's That's shoe, right anywhere. and then you have to punch, puncture a hole in their shoe so you can stick a wooden match with the top side up, and then oh, you, you don't have, put it between the toes like how do you put it through the toes of the shoes? Come on, man, you have to okay. have those like five toe shoe thingies. It's perfect for sandal. Yeah, I saw a guy this morning wearing those shoes, the five toe sneaker, the web sneakers, where it's like each toe gets their own little wedge in their shoe. Uh, anyway, but that's enough about me. Am I right? <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, Mickey go- is, I saw him on a plane, and he's ancient, and they will be playing at Bergen Pack in November. Go buy tickets. And uh, three of them are still alive, and they're as old as your parents, because that makes sense. And uh, I'm out of monkey stuff. Well, you know, that's... Just give me head. <laughs> you like to watch it so you get finally get a chance to watch some head on uh, YouTube before it's 60 years old so you know the story that this film was co-written and, and has an appearance by Jack Nicholson oh really Jack Nicholson I, this is what year is this 1968 maybe 66 well the war ah, was going so on. that means it was filmed in like 67 66 or something so he was so that doing, was the time in which Nicholson was um Doing all sorts of really interesting films. He was a director, and yeah, he was doing Corman films and biker films and Poe, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, and he was in Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, he appeared in that, so he was yeah. He made a lot of cool little things. I don't know if he was easy to work with, or it was no, uh, no. I know he wasn't. As a matter of fact, I know that he he used to write with somebody like he would write with Peter Fonda or something. Like his little clique. He thought they were the greatest, and everyone else freaking sucked. Oh, right. Easy Rider. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, the Easy Rider, right? Can you imagine being stuck in an elevator with 1969 with uh, Peter Fonda and uh, Jack Nicholson and fucking and Dennis Hopper? Yeah. What, yeah, Dennis Hopper. He was part of their clique. They also did this uh, movie in San Francisco since you're there. Freak uh, Psych um, Out. Psych Out. Yeah, in which they were looking for the seeker. Yeah. Yeah, that movie has uh, upper has I the. I think the woman she was deaf, right? It was good. It was pretty boring, but it it has some cool like uh, San Francisco hate Ashbury scenes where they show the free store, and uh, I don't know they're eating pancakes at some fucking brunch place yeah. from the nineteen sixties. Uh, and the, the the feds come in looking for her, and they like throw them off the case because they're the yeah dodgy old men. Well, don't forget, I, I shouldn't say that was a good film. I'm just saying I enjoyed watching it. It was a pretty stupid film. Yeah, because he did, Roger Corman did that film, and then he did a film called The Trip, and uh, 
Of which yeah, the it, trip, which right. Is, that one's kind of a slog. That's with our friend Bruce Dern. Who, you know, I, I'll watch him in that. I'll watch him in anything. Now, you remember that Quantum Leap television show? Sure. And, you know, Mr. Joe TV guy was the hero. But he was assisted by that guy who, like, you got to figure out what you need to do here. Remember his assistant who was not Quantum Leaping? He was in the regular world. He was in that. He dies in the end on the bridge. Oh, tells yeah. him not to lie to the girl. I don't think I've seen a single episode. I think I saw the last episode of Quantum Leap because I wanted to watch it go off the air. Yeah, that was a smart... You didn't miss crap. Watching it go off the air <laughs> was the right time to show up. Oh, my God. He's he's Quantum Leaped into himself. Yeah, this would be I'm interesting. A... I, I heard about this show. I can't wait to watch this next week. What? It's canceled. <laughs> Yeah, well, I used to watch like Ally McBeal. There'd be some shows where I was just like, I want to watch you go off the air. I don't, I don't, I want to make sure you, I never see a new episode of you again. Look at Mickey's stomach, man. I know he's Mickey needs to eat something. Look, everyone's giving, reach, everyone's surrendering. The American shows up in the desert and they all quit. So here's like, and this is all shot in a studio, so it's kind of cartoonish with the sound effects and the uh, costumes and the. You, you keep know. making me want to turn on the audio. See, there's the audio. It's kind of silly. It's like a cartoon. It's a Looney Tune cartoon. This is a public domain song. You could play it. That's the reason why they were doing it. Yeah. He just wants to blow up a Coca-Cola vending machine. The, the pure capitalist thing of them all. He I, dropped the gun. People ask me what I look like, and this is what I look like when right here Michael, with Mickey's. There you go. This scene reminds me of my wife. So your wife, Sandy. Yeah. The desert scene reminds you of your wife, Sandy. It's because yeah, she knows yeah. how to operate a tank. She fought in World War II. She was part of the Italian brigade. Is that Italy? Or, or I guess so. I had some stupid tank joke. What was it? You don't remember? Tanks for nothing. That's the tanks I get, huh? You know. That's, that's the tanks I get. Yeah. They're asking you, oh boy. All right. Well, don't take the show. All right. All right. All oh, right. I Enough taking. Oh, I about a tank top. Like I was, you know, there's the the the, the shirt here. You know, like I don't like tank tops. I mean, like, so, and I would make some joke like the turret is, you know, can't. I don't know. I have to work it out before I open my mouth. Oh yeah. Well, because they're so heavy. I mean, you're wearing an entire tank on your top. Yeah, I think yeah. tank tops are heavy. Yeah, I mean, you might as well have part of the bottom, too. I mean, let's just be a tank. Maybe it's just a turret. Oh, Davey's making out with the... I know, it's so tank. gross. There's a lot of making out in this movie. Well, you know, back then, there wasn't the outlets we have today for... Uh, uh, like, you didn't just get to see naked girls on your computer, you know. If you wanted to see something sexy, <laughs> yeah. you had to go to an R-rated movie. Don't you remember, like, if you went to an R-rated movie and there was no one topless, you were ripped off! Oh, yeah, they have to be topless in the credits, otherwise I'm not going to sit through the rest. There had to be a love scene which involves them in bed. It was just the way it was for R-rated movies. So they need to have a Harlem scene. What? Harem? What Harem. do you think? Harlem. I had an L. <laughs> the harem. They're Hold at up. the Apollo Theater right now. At the harem. At downtown the harem. harem. All right. Okay. Uptown harem. Look, you see the white girl there? 
I told you, harem is gentrifying. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Harem. I'm sorry. I meant to say Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> Harlem. Harlem. Now you are far afield. Farewell, Harlem. my concubine. Right? That was about harems. Hair lips. Hair, hair reminds me of another stupid joke I had. Yeah, please. Okay, I was at this cocktail party, uh, and the, the bunch of the husbands there were talking about polygamy. You know, the subject of polygamy came up. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Why would you ever want more than one wife? What a pain in the ass. That would be hell I know, man. Pain in the ass? That sounds like dur during the day. I think uh, I could handle them at night. <laughs> okay, ladies, 9 o'clock, line up, please. Let's make some babies. So speaking of just tripping out, uh, this is all so high, like these are all uh, grounded special effects. None of this is CGI. This is all video technique. Uh, uh, I mean, it's film. Yeah, it's psychedelic. This is what they was, This is what the heads paid to see, you know. On the head, I just and look how see they're it. doing the two shots over each other, and that yeah. was a serious effect back yeah. then. It's so, cool. And they invented MTV with this movie. They actually have a guy in the back saying, let's have a network of television show that shares musical promotional videos 24 hours a day. They literally invented MTV. Is he doing a hookah? He's hookahing it up. They all are. They all got their own private hookah. I bet it's not that yeah. crappy apple tobacco. There's nothing puffing out of it. There's no smoking. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's it's, it's, um, Terry Gar. Terry Gar, yeah. Hey, you know, Carl, do me a favor. Keep keep talking. I'm going to lock the studio door. Okay. All right, I'm going to leave you For me to keep my... talking, that's actually not so tough, you know, uh, with my... I had a lot prepared about uh, the movie that we're not watching, uh, F the Army, and, uh, you know, it's political vaudeville. There was a 2005 documentary. It was kind of like a reboot of that film um, in which it was all about – it was another documentary about anti-war resistance in the military. But they bit off this documentary so hard because it gave them all this footage. Nobody knew the film. You Feel free to tell me when you're back. Okay. In the 60s with Hanoi Jane and all that sort of stuff, people were very down on – the army and they called them baby killers and they really you know because everyone was against the war in uh -huh. vietnam they equated the army that was in vietnam and all the atrocities that they did uh -huh. thank you john Kerry, for nothing and people did not give them parades when they came home they were very down single parade and then ronald reagan got elected and he turned it all around that's where the support our troops comes from it comes from when Everyone dissed the troops. Yeah. In the yeah. Well, I okay, remember I dissed the troops. Hi, thanks so much. I had to put the chain on the door just so I could feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep Cam out, man. Yeah, no gotta, way. And my, <laughs> I think Michael Nesbitt is coming over here with a pitchfork, so I decided to chain up the door. So this is, again is like a beautiful studio shot. You can't tell if it's real or artifice. And even when they break to show that this is just a movie set, it's still a production of a movie being produced. Yeah. And so it is more artifice over artifice. You the, know, Davy is not really playing in this scene, but if you look at what he's doing, he knows how to play. Yeah, he well, he's definitely like uh, an entertainer, and he has some talent. Like maybe he knows. Yeah, I was about to say that's not a set, and then yeah. boom. 
It's a set, but it's not. It's a recording of a set. It's a movie version of what a movie's version of a set looks like. You know, this guy is kind of crazy and creepy. He oh, it looks like. You know what? I just realized. Looking at Mike, looking at Mickey in that getup, yeah. he looks like the F Troop dude, uh, Acorn. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I wonder if that's how that guy got the gig. Well, this movie wouldn't be a big deal, right? No, no, it's just movie, a coincidence. This movie kind of flopped, but not necessarily because they were not only on the monkeys. I mean, like Mickey had his own '60s show with Jungle Boy. They all had like. You know, this is all television aesthetic anyway, so I, you know, it's not surprising that their their western looks kind of like F Troop, and this Hangman guy, he reminds me of the boyfriend from uh, Moonlighting. Do you remember like the secretary had this crazy looking boyfriend? Moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Uh, Willis, right? And uh, and what's her name? Sybil Shepherd. So, yeah, the snippy snippy. Sybil Shepherd was a famous established actress. Yeah, sure. And Bruce was not. Yeah, he was a New Jersey bartender, Montclair State uh, alum. Yeah, Montclair State College, right. Yeah. So I bet you Civil Shepherd was like, look at my career, man. What am I doing here with this nobody? And I'm on TV, not right. in the movie. Sure, because he was just this bartender punk. <laughs> oh, look, they all hate the monkeys and they're all leaving, and you can hear the sound effect of people exiting. Oh, sound effects. Why do you keep making me turn on the audio? We just missed like a like five-minute montage of... Uh, see, listen to that. It's the noise crowd. Wait, is this the cafe when he hits the girl? Uh, yeah, who winds up being a That's man. That's coming. And drag. Well, these are all... They all do movies. That's why they're all dressed in different costumes, and they hate the monkeys, so they all leave when the monkeys come. Did you see the guy just left with his hat? Yeah. And his... That guy has gone. I mean... In this time, that he guy still could like be a alive. They could all still be fucking alive. You think he's dead now? No, what I mean is the, the at this time in the '60s, there was this holdover person from like the '40s and '50s. You know, he had the Stetson, and you called him Mister So and So. The '70s killed all that. Yeah, it's definitely a style. This is where like Davy's being a prick. Uh, no, Mikey's being a prick to Peter. Poor Peter. And they're all talking stiltedly. Oh, so we're going to see uh, Jack Nicholson soon. Look at that. I love how they talk. This is like the most... Like, people are... It's like this bad playwriting talking. You know, the waitress reminds me of Shirley Winters. Uh-huh. Why do we keep looking at ice cream? Okay. Because Peter's tripping out. He's, he's thinking about all the people starving in China. Look at his saggy shirt, man. He's really macking hard on the waitress. And then he calls... Then With he calls, her... That's a guy, isn't it? Uh, that's a guy. Uh, well, it's clearly a wig. And now I'm looking at this perfect boobs. It's a guy. Oh, now we go to flashback. That's Sonny Liston. Oh, really? Was Sonny really in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Did you see how he was just fake hitting him? Yeah, like of course. His, his, the glove was just—he would just touch him on the face, touch your face. See, their uh, motion uh, picture—it's interesting. Like a lot of times when uh, TV shows, I like TV shows that become movies because a lot of times it's just crap. But uh, and like Spice World is probably the next classic movie classic like this. But you know they're playing Hollywood tropes. They're playing you know the gangsters and the the war hero and the boxer and they're doing all the styles of movies. 
they really laid them out. Yeah. Look how um, gangsters are associated with boxing, and everybody knows it. Oh, well, yeah, they wear zoot suits and oversized hats. That's the worst part about being a gangster is that, like, some guy's behind you trying to get a view, good view of the boxing fight. You know, they can't. Oh, he's saying throw the fight. Lay down. I don't think those are his real teeth. I think it's caps. Oh, well, no, that's... uh. I know. <laughs> they, they give him trident gum, the boxers. <laughs> oh, that's a net funicello. Look at the painted blood. It's just... Yeah. It's just... Oh, he's flashing he's back. Back too. to the music scene, where, which, which you saw being shot. Remember, he picked mm. out the boxer that was going to knock him out. Oh, no, we, don't, we haven't got that scene yet. I said that he knew how to play... Oh, it's an Funicello. Yeah. I said he knew how to play violin, but he wasn't moving his fingers. He was just holding them the right way. Well, Why would a Funicello do this? She was, she doing was a so bunch, square. She was doing a bunch of, like, you know, kooky, wacky beach movies, so why not? She was Mickey Mouse Club. Do you remember those reruns in the black and white Mickey Mouse Club? Uh, it was on after school. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, there was the old... She was all over that. Well, she did, uh... I also seen a bunch of her beach movies she did with Frankie Avalon, like, uh, Beach Bike yeah, and Bingo. right. And, uh, and they're just she incredible. She big... What? They're incredible movies. They're really funny. They're, you know... See, they're playing fake crying on her. It's all Well, they were fist. situational, and it often involves what is... What is my girl... What are the girlfriends thinking? Right. And... And also trying to deal with Disney, and she made a bunch of Disney films. She did. Look how short he is, man. He always used to make fun of his height and used to think, oh, he's just being sensitive. But look at him. Should I buy tickets and go see the monkeys now that I know it's only Davy who's dead? Mike, if they were in your town, would you go see the monkey? Okay, I think I might have lost Mike. So I just have to fill now. My bladder is my friend. Mike, I mean, I could be on an hour and 45-minute car ride. He doesn't go, hey, bud. Uh-huh. Oh, there you are. Ah, sorry. You would have... Welcome believed. back. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, what man. Happened? That was insane. Uh, okay, was, back to my question. Yeah. If the monkeys were playing in Frisco, right. would you go see them? Well, first off, don't call it Frisco. And second of all, yeah. You would go see them? Yeah, in San Fran. We call it San Fran. Or Risco. Listen, I know about. Do you know about I Risco? I know from Frisco. I, I, I'm. Okay, look, l let me tell you. First of all, everybody there loves rice aroni, right? They it's do. The it's, it's considered a treat here in Risco. It's the same. <laughs> Very good. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, Alcatraz, right? That was yeah. the um, Harry Potter movie is set there, uh, Prisoner of Alcatraz. And um, Prisoner of Alcatraz was in San Francisco, right? That's the Harry Potter San Francisco movie. And don't forget, the, uh, uh, there's a, a Star Wars movie, uh, not Star Trek, 
Star Trek One, Star Trek Two, right. Star Trek Three. That was all shot in San Francisco. Star right. Trek Four, Star Trek Five wasn't. Uh, Star Trek Six, Star Trek Seven, Star Trek Generations. Oh, there's the big reveal. Okay, here comes uh, here comes uh, Jack Nicholson. Right behind Jack Nicholson's coming up. He's going to talk to to Peter. Uh, there's. Uh, there in that awful shirt and that awful golf hat. There he is, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that's right. Now they're trying to tell him it's cool if you hit a woman. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, everyone's th- talking him into it. And while he's getting auto- autographed, while he's trying to have a real moment, is that Dennis Hopper? No, that little Weasley guy. Because one of the guys is the director, Bob Raffeson. There's there's Jack. Jack. So yeah, I was in a movie. That was uh, one of the, the uh, hosts of the previous show had left their Mountain Dew Red Alert and decided to it's call cool the station. And then, uh, <laughs> well, right, because it, it gets away with it because it's, I guess, a man in drag, so it's okay. There was a video game like Streets of Rage. Uh, yeah. When it was on the Nintendo, they had a problem because you punch women in it. So they said, oh, she was a transvestite or she was transgender or something. And that's okay because it was a man. Wait, it already happened? Did I miss it? What, the fight? Everyone's dissing him? Yeah, and I was going to wander off. I was going to wander around the studio thinking about life. There's the fake artifice snow, which leads us into another video. See, now he's in, is it real snow? It's a studio, but it's pretending to be snow while this silly song comes on. I have it on mute because I don't want any of this audio on this podcast. So I'm going to go ahead and sing the song. Trippin' with Peter. Oh, is there a song? Yeah, I think so. It's a real mellow song about being by yourself and walking through the seasons of a studio lot. <laughs> That's not a studio lot. Look, at All it. of it's studio. It's all studio. That's a backdrop. That's... The whole point of the movie, the whole joke of the movie, is they can't escape the studio. They're a completely artificed man invented in a studio, and as long as they run... They, and jump off bridges, they're still trapped. Wait, this can't be a studio. Look at the water running. Uh, well, uh, wait a second. Maybe yeah. it's It's the Tonga Room. It's a Polynesian bar. Actually, <laughs> those are my, my, my pubic hairs after I take a shower. Swampy. Check. Now it's... See, now he's gone. He's walked through winter. Now it's, what, autumn? Well, no, it's, everything's green. So it's summer. But isn't that Mickey? Is that still Peter? It's Peter. He's, he's having a little head trip song. I'm walking in inner space, my own head, my own thoughts. Yeah, and I saw my face. <laughs> and I believe I should take a walk about. See, now he's walking around the Rose Garden. Oh, there's Peter. Uh, Davey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it okay, changed. What the fuck is he wearing? It looks like a proto-members-only jacket. Is it Dickie? Yeah, they're just... Now he's on the ocean. He walked through so much in the one song. Oh, I just looked up Monkey Died, but it was Harambe. <laughs> It was the. Uh, let me let me see if all the monkeys are still alive. Oh, I just googled mon- monkey died, but it was it was it was Cornelius. 
I was just about to make a Planet of the Apes joke, and I stopped was, myself because apes and monkeys are, are are they the same? I don't get it. And it's monkeys uh, with two e's. So. Okay, oh, if I, you're an ape or an orangutan or a chimpanzee uh-huh. or a baboon, right? That's okay. an ape. No, but well, no, it's those are all the class, monkeys. I don't know what the word is, but monkey just describes any of those guys. My friend Don Perrazzo has a joke, and I love this joke, and he used to good say it on stage, so I want to say it's Don's joke. He would say, the monkey mobile and the Batmobile had a race. Who won? The monkey's mobile, because it has more torque. Oh, because it's either torque. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that was Don Perrazzo's joke from like 20 years ago. I love that joke. Uh, Batman and joke, it reminds me of your great superhero joke. He just dropped the bomb. Everybody I tell us you laugh. Okay, well, thank you. I hope you credit me. What's the joke? I'd love to hear you do it. Cause I don't uh, remember it. Superman and Spider-Man are hanging out, and it's a little awkward, you know. And Superman's like, hey, you know, you're a teenager. I mean, shouldn't you be like Spider-Boy or something? And Spider-Man goes, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. That's some DC Comics bullshit right there. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. We just missed the freaking out Beatles medley. Which shows that uh, progress has been developed on this arcane. Wait, land. did you mention the Beatles? What did you say? Yeah, they had this like kind of like a day in the life. I woke up. I woke up through my head. Uh, they just did their own version, and now they're uh, inside the machine, man. Their product inside. Their actual. Their actual products inside the cogs. Things are not right. Wow, real to real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's uh. Last time I saw Real to Real, it was the FBI drug juice episode. Oh, when we did a, a, a public access show in the early '90s called Fish Burgers on New Jersey Public Access, and uh, I was it, I was I had you in the interrogation room. Yeah, that's I wanted right. Wanted to talk <laughs> about the drug den, the local drug den, the drug juice. Oh, I'll talk about the drug juice. You know, and then I drank the drug juice. See all this trippy stuff. <laughs> So you know this this wouldn't this doesn't seem out of place from the TV show. Carl uh, wanted the drug juice. <laughs> Carl had the drug juice. What was it? Your Carl had the drug juice, and, and it, I wanted the drug juice. Uh, I knew that I, the only way I could get the drug juice. I don't remember it. The local drug den, Carl's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to get the drug juice. Are you Remember, voting? it was like in the tequila bottle. We put drug juice on it. <laughs> we had a bottle where, because uh, we were both avid smokers at the time, uh, it was a bottle of a Diet Coke, an empty two-liter <laughs> bottle, and you had filled it with water and put your butts yeah. in there, and then changed the the label. And throughout the show's run, we referred to it as Diet Smoke, just for that. We did a little, you did a, we did a commercial. You did a commercial for it. Yeah. Just for the taste of it. <laughs> Diet Smoke, and then. <laughs> One time we did Wheel of Fortune, right? Uh-huh. And the solving of the puzzle was like, do lots of drugs and blow your mind. So anyway, <laughs> we had this, oh, and Jeremy was on it. He was perfect. You your, know? Bro- your brother Over. Jeremy. So we, I, we have this part in which I'm the announcer, and, and, and Sandy was Vanna White. And so I say to Vanna, I say, okay, we're going to do a little, we're going to talk about the product, endorse uh-huh. our, spo- you know, the, our sponsor who endorsed it. And then we... <laughs> went to the thing and I said, Vanna, would you like to drink a little diet smoke? She goes, sure. You know, she's just acting. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I unscrewed it and I gave it to her to drink. Oh, no. 
Well, I mean, she like knew the camera was on, so she had to. She kept on acting. Right. But meanwhile, yeah. with the cap off, you know that sickly smell of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was up to her lips. Oh, gross. Yeah. But it looked good, right? Or did you have to do another take? Well, it was fish burgers, so, uh, you know, didn't do another take. No, but that that was the funny joke is that she was about to really drink this vile concoction. It was just so disgusting. So we didn't need to do a retake. I mean, it just, she wasn't going to drink it. And it's pretty clear. <laughs> Right. They're in a wind tunnel? Well, they went oh, into they're a miniaturized. They, they wound up being part of uh, a dandruff commercial where they were an actor, Victor Mature, playing himself's hair, and they used a vacuum cleaner to suck up the uh, dandruff from Victor Mature, and now they're inside there making pot jokes. See, look, they're gonna they're making a head joke right there. Is that a regular cigarette? It's not a joint. It's well, not a it's, roach. A, it's a roach, I guess. It's a roach when you're small, I guess, but it's probably a regular cigarette. Yeah, now they have to they escape and then they run. That's like every other monkeys episode. So in that way, it is like the TV show. Yeah, like this is not. They would often removed. try to. You know, there's some evil group gets them captured and they have to escape. Yeah, you know, they would never like fight the villain. They'd always like run away. Like right. someone was always out to get them. They would always go to the monkey's house and they'll be like, "Hello, monkeys! Right. I brought yeah, my sexy there's... redhead cousin." <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, hey, let's chase this woman around. And then they, <laughs> the guy will be like, I am completely out of place from the today's youth generation. I am your villain. Well, you know, during the 80s, MTV kind of embraced the monkeys and started showing all these monkey episodes. Yeah, they did a marathon. And they had yeah, the that's new right. monkeys. They... Do you remember? The, I auditioned for the new monkeys in New York City uh, during the 80s. They were cool. doing this public thing. Well, they, they picked people from L.A. It was all promotional. And I actually told them when I finally got into the, the, the thing that I, it was not musical at all. Davey uh, Jones, on the other hand, is super uh, – this dance number he's doing right now, he's a super professional entertainer. It's choreographed and it features Tony Basil. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. They're singing like a British dance hall tune. You know, he's, a, he's like really such a British performer. They, they, he's really coordinated because they cut from him in one place to another, and it, it, it's a smooth cut. Like his his hand is up and up into the left, and when they cut, see the jump? Did you see the jump? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this is uh, it's, it's choreographed. choreographed, all right. Yeah, uh, but Tony shows up in the, in the dance number, and she wears different outfits too. Yeah, I mean the. He, me how they're doing a negative. Well, you know, this is like a pretty, uh, it's a pretty uh, entertaining piece. And then, of course, it gets cut short by Frank Zappa, who shows up after this. And he's like, well, that's the kind of entertainment you want to do. Uh, not to give anything away, but, you know, they, they can't, they, they all get the pissed on in this movie. You know, they, they entertain and then they get cut down. Right, here yeah, see, this isn't really, your show's theme is usually like, let's watch a crappy, piss poor, shitty movie. Right. On YouTube, this is okay. I mean, this is well. I mean, this has all the ingredients of a shitty movie because it did flop. It would never reach a proper audience. It was a television show that became a movie, which is its own subgenre. Uh, I know, no, I now know nowadays it's more common that a movie automatically becomes a TV series. But uh, to have, like, yeah, you know, they had Dragnet had their own movie called Dragnet '68. 
they were like the uh, Mikhail's Navy joins the army was another late sixties TV show turned to theatrically released Batman mm-hmm. movie, the Batman movie, 1966, uh, uh, Batman, the movie, that was another one, uh, but Batman, the movie was a, a big success, I think just aesthetically. Cause it was like the TV yeah, show. Couple. The Odd Couple was a play that was a movie that became a TV uh, franchise, basically. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think like, what other, what other, there was Adam's Family, there was uh, yeah. uh, TV move shows that become, well, like for, for the Monkees, which is kind of a pop band with an image, Spice World, I think is the next uh, version of it with the Spice Girls movie. From like ninety nine. Spice Girls was never a TV show, was it? No, but they were pre packaged. They had their own personalities. Like these guys all have their own personalities. You know, I'm more like Mickey. I'm more like Dave. I'm more like Baby Spice. You know, uh, they also their videos kind of presented a, an image, a, a video image, and they you know they had like video games and they had posters, so they did convey you know image. There we go. There's there's Frank Zappa just pissing on it. Yeah, whatever, dude. Do you think that's entertaining? So you think that's what the people want? Asshole. You're right that the Spice Girls were so pre-packaged off the shelf. They yeah. didn't. They weren't coming up in the. You know, they weren't coming up in the clubs of Germany. I mean, they got made. They yeah, said, and, we need something. And they put were, something together. They could easily like walk into a, a concert, into a music video set, into a television sitcom. And be a complete package that you know people would watch. Whether oh, this is the cop. This is pretty cool. This 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 okay. is where the movie kind of loses it. But anyway, they they escape their box, and they're back on the lot. And the cop, later the cop's gonna have a dream in the, in the men's bathroom. But right now, uh, I mean, they're all like stock actors. It's so funny. So wait, you saw this movie, then it went away, and then you... Yeah, so this movie came out, and it bombed, and it was never really seen again. And, you know, the TV show was in syndication, and then the uh, MTV picked it up, and then they did the New Monkeys in the mid-'80s, as well as a, a reunion tour with the original Monkeys that Rhino Records not only got the entire back catalog reissued, but uh, there was a new album, I think, like, Heads Up in the Pool or whatever the fuck it was called, and they toured with a new Rhino Records album, their complete back catalog. And then Rhinos throughout the year completed out the Monkees discography by releasing the Head, the movie. And then they did another film, which may be on YouTube, called 33 Revolutions Per Minute or something like that. And, uh, you know, like a record player's 33 Revolutions. And, uh, you know, right. I paid 20 bucks at Borders for this, CD, this, this video. And uh, I have to say, like, if I take acid, Carl, which, you know, I'm... 48 i'm not taking acid uh it's no longer in my lifetime but this is a great movie to, to come down to i mean and the soundtrack was on rhino as well and the soundtrack is, is flawless you know it's cartoony and it's well pop produced music and it has all different melodies so this is definitely look how hip they are right now i know that's what i'm saying like it's perfectly cartoony and stylized this bathroom is so pretty trippy you know rhino was really good at like getting stuff for extremely cheap because nobody gives a shit. Right. And they would pick the gem. <laughs> they would know. They would just go in there like, yeah, okay, we'll take head off your hands. Yeah. What do you want? Well, they also know this. Because yeah. they knew 
It was good. And we also knew there was an Whoa. audience for it. See, told you, trippy bathroom. Yeah. What an eyesore. Yes, the walls have eyes. I tell uh, my daughter. The walls have eyes, right? I also like that there's a medicine cabinet in a public bathroom. Like, what the fuck's right, supposed to be in there? Sense. Speed. Oh, let me see what the po Gio Johnny Public's medicine is in his cabinet. Yeah, prescription to Xanax. Yeah, Peter's gonna say nobody likes a man with a, nobody lends money to a man with a sense of humor. This is what I tell my daughter when she tries that, like a smart ass. Yeah, go in there. Yeah, open it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just a bottle of uh, fuck. Listerine. Yeah, what Listerine for the public bathroom. I, it's probably like uh, here we go. Nobody ever lends money to a man. Oh man, fucking epilepsy. Sense of humor. What did it say? Yeah, nobody lends money to a man with a sense of humor. So don't be a smart ass because you're not gonna. No one's gonna give you money. Still oh. using glass back then. Well, how else would you store the ether? Oh, uh, ether doesn't work in plastic. I, no, not in the sixties. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's kind of rapey ether anyway, but <laughs> I wouldn't know. But oh, you'd I just kidnap. I wouldn't go that far, Carl. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Chloroform. So wow, is it like that, a castle now? Or? Yeah, now it's like a horror movie. Well, who's that dude on the? Okay. Good the night. That guy is rolling. Wow, bones. I thought Mickey needed something to eat. Do you see that skeleton? Goodness. Yeah, I mean, shit. That's Mickey nutritious. <laughs> Monkey down. It's all very scary. So far, they like, we got to kill more time in this movie. Why don't you walk down a hallway? Yeah, and trip over everything because <laughs> you're afraid. Yeah, we'll have some lights. People like flashing lights, and we'll call this a movie. And action. <laughs> We've been rolling. Oh, good. That's good. Then, no, keep going. What's, what's the motivation? Well, Davey, you see. Yeah, like, what? Like, oh, now here's the there discoverer. Now, we, his... we've seen this scene on the TV set in the beginning of the movie. This is Chris Farley's in every movie. Does this now? Rolling down, he saw a fire ant. It was a giant ant. Oh, oh there we go. More such savages. a stereotype. God, it's not the first time I've watched a movie on this show where they have to have a humorous savage. Oh, that's the band. Shut up, Michael. Oh, there we go. See, no rhyme or reason. They're just, yeah. It is the wall turns around and they're out of the shackles. Oh, this guy's a character actor. He, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know you have a sexual fantasy about that, man. I've seen your, your fan fiction, your, your uh, Photoshop pornography. Wait, me? I do? Yeah, this guy. You, you Photoshop his face on pornography. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> That's I thing. just recognize him because, like, he's been in a million things. <laughs> Why can't we watch with the audio? You can play the audio. I just don't want to. I mean, this is a. Uh... Rhino Records is going to come after you for copyright infringement? Yeah. It's on YouTube. I know. Three different people are hosting this movie. The three different people are getting away with this. 
I paid twenty dollars to see this movie, so I can have the video cassette because that's what the Borders had. What? Borders Books and Music in downtown San Francisco sold the video cassette for like twenty bucks, and I spent twenty Uh bucks back in the nineties. And of course, I took a lot of acid and walked around Chinatown. And I'll come home, and I'll watch this movie, and I'll just feel a lot more relaxed. You know. Hey, his ether's gone. Ether that, or there's no ether. What else has this guy been in? I know his face. Well, there's Victor Maturas himself. I I don't know. We'll have to we'll take the credits. And now here go the cops. Train. Okay, yeah. This right, movie right, takes right. a big detour. Now this the story about Michael and Nesbitt is that his mom, of course, created liquid paper, which became like, imagine like coming up with that. I mean, so she became rich and what kind so, of paper? Liquid paper. So when you were like, typing, oh, white out. Yeah. Uh, she made that up. Yeah. So huh. this scene kind of reflects anxiety because there's a point where he he's going to go to a party. Oh, see, look at this. This is what I'm talking about. All the monkeys, like, they're at their house, and there's always, like, a crazy white character actor. And like a pretty the TV girl. Chef. Yeah. But he, uh, and they're going to go to a party, and this woman's going to whisper, like, what's it like to be rich? And he's going to freak out. So I think that's part of, like, a real-life thing they added to this movie. You see how he's got a scarf? It's just, it's just a cloth hanging over his neck. Yeah. That's so, that's going away, too. Like, that's so... Of the day, it's a pointless piece of cloth. Well, that's you, why it. You don't wear a scarf. No, you wear a scarf when right. you go out and it's cold. But he got up, and that's part of his like robe and morning look. You know, he puts on a piece of cloth. Well, what's the point of the cloth? Like, what is it for? Well, because he was going to step outside, and he just wanted to keep his neck warm. He's in his pajamas. Right. But when you, when you step out with pajamas, you got a scarf on and saying, yeah, I know I got pajamas on, but I'm indicating I'm aware that I'm outside as well. Oh, it's a cravat. It's his. Oh, well, there we go. We were both wrong. We're, we're not very stylish. Well, I mean, it went away, and for good reason. Ouch! Dull hits. Talk about dull hits. So there's my, Peter behind him. Maybe Peter pushed him. The thing is, this is a cop's dream. Now, when do you ever dream about somebody else's... It's not even his movie. Well, who gives it? I mean, one of the supporting characters. one of the weirder parts of this movie. So, but he's going to trip balls and it's going to be a party and this woman's going to whisper what's like being rich and he's going to freak out on everyone. This is a trippy special effects. Again, walk down a hallway and we'll shoot it. Nicholson got a great idea about this. What is this effect? It's not chromic. It's like a reverse. It's like negative. Yeah. But with colors, so is it chroma key? (laughs) Look at that flame. Now, what's the difference between him walking down the hallway like this and him falling off a bridge? I've seen variations of him just floating around. Okay, it's definitely a negative because the shadow of his hand was all white. Right. Oh no, it's the final ending. 
is it? What is? It's a fraternity. Is that the monkey? The three remaining? Uh, I think it's the three of the five tenors. Oh, yeah, it's happy birthday. <laughs> Here right? comes the shirtless surprise guys. Surprise Yeah, surprise. We got a shirtless hippie. Did you see that when the guys ran in there? It was like his shirt's off. He's like, he's ready to party. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they have the song. Didn't I? Is that the one? All right, I got to listen again. Oh, yeah, put, put it in about a, let me hear a little bit of it. Yeah, this is all the this is the head trippy stuff. All right, yeah. Didn't I freak you out? Hey, wasn't that cool? You had a bowling alley overhead projector and you put gels on it. <laughs> I was there, wasn't I? And then someone danced, shadow danced, didn't they? Cutting edge. Do you think all the hippies, I mean, I've been to raves where they had all these effects. They had shadow, uh, sexy shadow dancing, and they had, like, trippy gels. A lot of raves in San Francisco were always, like, the original hippies that did it from the 60s. Yeah, this effect, man, they can't stop using it. I've never been in a rave. See, you live in a very cool part of the country. I do not. Well, I mean, it was kind of a, it was kind of past one by my point. I went to... A rave in the 90s it was part of a date i was on this woman who had a car mm-hmm. was willing to do it and you mm-hmm. i found the flyer at a, at a dj place and then i had to go to a apartment in the lower hate on like hate and uh, like a block from Divis, and i gave a canned food to a guy who gave me a new direction and this was out in hunter's point and there's a bunch of uh abandoned warehouses and i climbed through a fence and i got in there and there was music playing and there was like six people there and it was inside a warehouse. Did you say S I X? Six. Really? That's nothing. Oh yeah. So it was like it wasn't that many people there. It was DJ and stuff like that. And uh, am I really at a rave? Well, this guy <laughs> came up to me like, "Hey, do you want some X? And do you want some acid?" And I'm like, "I don't know," because if there was, if I was at a rave and there's a hundred people, and someone came then, up to yeah. me, yeah, then maybe I will. But if there's like six people and the seventh person is offering yeah. me to sell drugs. I don't know if I want to take the. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, we're gonna start touching each other. They had a bonfire inside the uh, the uh, uh, warehouse, the abandoned warehouse, and mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of fucking chemicals was on that wood, but it was like a really. I still remember to this day the kind of more the funky smell from the indoor bonfire than the rain. Oh, that's the, not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was I was very concerned for my health. It was a, a rave panic, I guess. <laughs> Look, he's in the throne. Here he goes. Here, I'll tell you what it's like to be rich. Fuck you. I don't like people coming on, throwing on parties and shirtless hippies. What is this? You know what you're saying to me? You're saying happy birthday. Jumping out of the wall and scaring me to death. And it's some kind of a big joke. I'm supposed to be happy about that. <laughs> yeah. I love this. It's a good freak Boy, out. Boy, he's an ingrate. No, he freaks. he's generally freaking out. He's having a good tantrum. <laughs> This is where the movie kind of pivots. After you're, the, um, yeah. You're, you, you mentioned the rave, the warehouse, the fire. Uh-huh. It reminded me of this joke. Um, 
two Jewish businessmen are catching up. They haven't seen each other in a while. And, oh, it was a tough year. It was a very hard year. There was a fire in the warehouse. We had to cash in on the insurance money. Tisk tisk tisk. <laughs> I know the other one. Going. The other one goes, "Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad, Shlomi. You know, I we too had a very very bad year. Very bad year. There was a there was a flood in the warehouse. We had to cash in the insurance money. Tisk tisk tisk. So then the first Jewish businessman goes, "Uh." How, how do you start a flood? I love that joke. That's Did you a, already know that joke? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I know every single Jewish kind of joke like that. Well, I wrote a Jewish joke. You don't know it. Okay, tell me it so I can know it. <laughs> okay, this is, so this is the you know, ladies and gentlemen, Carl. And then I go up there like without any enthusiasm. And I go, my mother is dating this Jewish person now. So Thanksgiving got ruined because we all had to go over to his place and celebrate Thank Ashana. Thank <laughs> And he was burning a menorah because he is the minority. So look, they just switched from, I got it. They just switched back to the Old West. So this is where the movie pivots. It's Michael has a meltdown. They laugh at the elderly, <laughs> oh, the, the disabled, and then they all decide to say, I'm going to chase you down. And this is the man on the street. You know, back in the 60s, too, they had Madman Sincere kind of man on the street. And then they had, like, these guys who do parodies of this. And this is kind of more of the parody end of a man on the street. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a hat. You saw those horn-rimmed glasses. These so are all actors, if you ask me. I don't think they found an actual person on the street talking about kettles of fish. I think those are actors. <laughs> They're not actors. You think some guy would actually have his belt off and like be like, "Wham!" <laughs> they said, "We'd like to hire you. We like the fact that you're ugly." Oh, good. <laughs> Come on, these are not actors. Uh, that guy was the priest that they were dissing. Right? Before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So this is what I'm saying. This is where the movie now descends into a perpetual chase scene. The characters of the movie are fed up with them. They're coming back, and uh, they're going to run away and wind up at the back of the beginning of the movie. See, they're, they're MTV little... sure did brace the monkeys, and they gave them new life. The monkeys were yesterday's... You remember how it used to be like, like if you didn't go see a movie in the theater, that's uh -huh. it. It went away forever. Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you were lucky, like Westworld would come out, then three years later, a TV station would buy it, Channel 9, Channel 11. And then you saw it all over the, all, all over and over. But most movies, you had to go to the theater because if, it was, if you didn't go in that three-week period that it was out, you were going to miss it. Well, Those days have changed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny, too, because a lot of the films on YouTube like this that were flops initially, I mean, whether or not they had became cult status – they're available on YouTube, but I feel like the new flops, the movies that come and go uh, from the last 15 years, they're immediately monetized. They're immediately set up so you have to pay. So, you know, if a yeah. film like Freddy Got Fingered came out, and I use that as an example, it's a horrible film. It's uh, But it's not never going to be available free on YouTube. It will have to, you always have to pay like two ninety nine because they, they don't care at this point whether it's bad or a flop or disappear because they, it would always exist as product. 
And whenever you didn't enjoy Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, no, <laughs> that's one of the worst movies of the decade, man. That was. Uh, Do you remember brutal. he was in the shower? Uh huh. And he, he was, he was in the wetsuit. They, they smashed the, the, the shower. No. Remember he was playing and it, like his, his fingers were tied strings. He was playing on the keyboard. Sausages were bouncing up and down. Yeah, right. No, I remember Daddy would like some sausages. You remember the dad was, uh, uh, gosh, he's, what's his name? Rip Taylor, Rip Torn. No, that's the. Oh, it was Rip Torn. Was, yeah. Rip Torn was the father, and he was insane in that movie. Then an elephant okay, comes well, I, on him. Okay, well, I. 50,000 Deutsch marks. You don't, you don't look, think that look, was. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why that film is, like, beyond the pale. Is that in the okay. first 15 minutes of the movie. Uh, he goes to a maternity ward, and he starts delivering babies by pulling them out and twirling the babies by the umbilical cord. And then they still had a fucking hour left in the movie. I like that's like should be the closing scene, or maybe like, I mean, you can't have like, here's this guy, here's this movie. He he takes babies and spins them around and, and tosses them. Okay, you ready to watch some more? No, I don't want to watch any more. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like the Harley Wayne things where he breaks his leg. Oh, this one's gonna jump, but everyone's just watching. It's ironical. I really did enjoy Freddy Got Fingered, or at least I remember enjoying it. I don't have do you a clear memory. Why, of... Do you remember why it's called Freddy Got Fingered? Do you find that entertaining? He accuses his. No, I remember the plot. Like the dad wanted him to get a job. Right, so he gets a job, and he shows his cartoon. His cartoon's too weird for Michael Anthony Hall. But then he, uh, to get back at his father, he tells police that his father fingered his father fingered his brother Freddie. He said Freddie got fingered, and so Freddie gets sent to this. Uh, okay. Uh, Mikey's tripping out. People have been calling. If it's if you hear a beep on it. Oh, uh, Mike. Yeah. Would you please predict the election? I'm not who you want to win, but who is going to win? So we're recording this on Sunday, two days before November 8th, uh, before the actual election. This recording will be long after the election is picked, uh, has decided. I'm going to say Hillary Clinton. How about that? Yeah, I think that Hillary will win because I think that Trump just doesn't have the – there's a lot of people who are very – like he has the Republicans, it's true, but – you know that a Republican woman was, is going to go into the booth and not pull it for him, and right. a Republican Hispanic. Well, and no, no. I think there's a very good chance that Trump will become president, and if he does, we'll all survive. But I would like to say that he, I would like to say that he doesn't. You know, that's all. I I, I get it either way, but I just uh, I I can't imagine. But if it could happen. This is I the can't. weirdest election ever. I mean, we have the two worst choices that could have been given to us. It really is quite incredible. I just cannot believe. I think what happened was in the beginning of the primaries for Republican, um, there were all these regular established Republicans, and there was this funny thing, this Donald Trump thing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people pulled it for him, thinking, "Yeah, he'd be a great president." I think that they were having fun, you know, and, and come on, he's not going to be president, you know, and so they kept pulling it, pulling it all the way to 
I think they made a mistake. The Republicans didn't realize. If, if we said from the start, seriously, seriously, do you seriously want to vote for Donald Trump? Like from the start? Right. I think that the Republicans, you know, who in Iowa, in New Hampshire, uh, North Carolina, I don't think that they would have. I think they would have picked like Bush. Yeah. There was plenty. There were 17 people to pick from. They were all representative of Republican values, and they could all possibly be the candidate, but it was Donald Trump. And uh, uh, Yeah, he, he was the one who was the outsider who was, if you want to you know, go establishment, he was right. the one to pick. And But I don't think anybody seriously thought that he would become – I think they thought they were all thought they were doing a protest vote. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Carl, I, I can't say at this point because it, it won't matter it, whether the speculation because there'll be a definitive response. So I, I just uh, we'll talk about it afterwards, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, it's it's an exciting moment in history right now. There's a lot of people who are full of ang- you can't under stress that uh, understate that people are under a lot of stress over this, that I've seen people who are stressing about this. And you don't normally stress an election. You keep stressing that. I uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's just yeah. So right, uh, I am stressing. I, I just want to get back to the movie real quick. I think Davy is uh, they're trapping the box again, and Pete's yeah. being uh, he's dressing down the group, and the group's kind of responding. But we don't know where they're gonna land. If is the box airtight? Because the flame's burning and the smoke True. is only going to stay inside the box. And how do they know? Well, I guess it wasn't a box. There, there's our answer. They're inside the machine. So this is it. This is like most monkey episodes. They just end with them running around, chasing people and beating up people with sound effects. The thing is, on the show, they would be chased and they would be fearful, like, get away, like Keystone Cop. Right. Here... He's aggressively kicking the ass of those who are chasing him. He's rejecting the machine of uh, artifice. Yeah. Their their characters are trying to escape in the movie, trying to escape their image. <laughs> he was he's a real wrestler, by the way. That guy, the cop oh, really? you just saw there. He was a real was that Gorgeous George or whatever his name is? Uh, wow, look at what a set that is. Uh, I don't know if that was Gorgeous George, but I would have been fooled by that set. They walked right through the... Well, that was the same one they walked through, that Mickey walked through, or no, uh, uh, Michael walked through. Well, they're clearly outside right now because they got a shadow of the... They're, they're revisiting the movie. This is kind of reminds me of James Joyce, especially with the TV sets showing the plot as they sing a little melody. You know, they're going now. They're reversing the story, or they're they're turning into a uh, an uh, a Mobius strip. You know, they're revisiting, and look, they got. <laughs> How do they get a cannon? I know. Well, they they they're masters in their own universe now. They're walking through set from set. Yeah. Whoa. That's Victor Matura. The now there's lover. a special effect. That actually, he uh, they gave him a lot of boner pills from the '60s, and that made him grow. Uh-huh. And he just. They yeah. said, if you're going to want a big dick, you're going to have to be 60 feet tall to begin well, with. Well, there was no computer graphics, right? No, they weren't. Uh, they actually fed him boner pills until he grew, because he wanted to grow a big dick, and the only way he could grow a big dick is proportionally he would have to be 70 feet tall to begin with. 
and then your penis, regardless if you were small to begin with, would be really big. Don't drop the box. Don't drop. Oh, that's not nice. Now they would be weightless. They would start floating. <laughs> we don't get to see inside. If this was the movie, the ex, the uh, ex, uh, the eighteen movie. They would be jumping out and shooting with tanks. They're right back to where they were, and you see the, yeah, the so fake effect of the heat. I know they're in the stage, and there's the Indians. It's all the war people. It's all the characters from the movies. Victor. And Mr. Director. That's the famous movie star guy. And of course, the Coke machine returns. Now they're not giving up so easily. They're attacking. See, one nice thing about this movie is that, like, people from around the world can get what's going on. You know what I mean? It's not really too dialogue heavy, and it's, the imagery kind of gives the story going. Like, what if I call back because I seem to have you dropping in and out, uh, and you're not on a cell phone? It must be. No, good. no. How about this? Is it better? Um, no. I think it's still much. It, the sound is better, like you're closer to the mic or something. But right. I think, all right. I'm just going to call right back. Okay. Oh, God forbid. Okay. okay. All right, Carl is off the air. Phew. I don't think I'm going to respond when he calls back. We've been getting a lot of calls. I'm trying to avoid people calling. Oh, shit. Phone. Hello. Yo. Okay, so now we're in the scene where they're, they're at the commissary. Yeah, and we're seeing lots of special effects like... This the sound is really good on this. This is what I really enjoy about the movie is, is the sound effects inside. They're going from one studio to another. It's one fake artifice set to another. And this could be Man from Uncle with the thugs. See, they're trapped inside TV. See, he was just about to get beat. Well, Mikey, I always hate television. He actually... Don't see, show no, this again. not again. Don't Jesus. show this again. Oh. I mean, that's that guy's See, they cut it with a cartoon explosion to show that TV has numbed us while they're cutting it with the real footage. The thing is, you probably know about that shot. That was... The reason it was so... You always see it is because in context, it was a huge... I mean, it was on national television. Do you know that guy? It was a yeah. news broadcast. Yeah. No, it was a person on TV getting... Yeah, it was pretty shocking. It, kind of it was like a first, over. yeah. I just wanted to mention the guy in this montage who was just staring, the little young white guy with the glasses. He was in the ad campaign. The movie trailer for Monkey's Head was just him staring at the camera for 30 seconds, blinking. And at the end it said head. <laughs> it did not mention the monkeys, it didn't mention songs, it didn't mention the TV show. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah. Right, yeah, he had a guy, young man like that, and it said head. You know exactly what you need to see. That was in some channel. studio, right? They said, okay, let me see the promo. You know, they said, great, I love it. Uh, Let's whatever. Go with it. Well, we got it. It's, they have a vision for it. It's going to be great. Jack says it's great. There's the hangman. That's some gallows humor, am I right? <laughs> gallows humor. Yeah. Oh cartoony special effects inside the lot 
Crazy lot props. That's a good effect. They're doing donuts. Do you know Victor Mature? Who's playing himself? I don't. He was on a lot of 50s blockbusters. So they're kind of playing on his image. Victor Mature. Yeah. Yeah, are you going to look up it? Because that's very mature of you. Mm-hmm. Now all the characters from the movie are chasing them. And where are they going to go to? That's right, the, the bridge. Oh, that's right. It's full circle. And now we've gone full circle, right. On a Boris, I guess. There's no ending to this movie. It's just begins where it ends, ends where it begins. It's a time loop, yeah. They, they try to kill themselves to stop it. But this is pop culture. They won't let the monkeys die. David was like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> I'll jump first. Then they're like, let's throw a mannequin off a bridge and shoot it in slow motion. Oh, all right. It's a dolphin song. Playing with the porpoises under the sea. That is so groovy. Groovy. Good the line. Hi. Mannequin is filmed with a Q, Where? right? Yeah. Mannequin is spelled with a Q. No, but I was thinking, like, in my head, it's akin to man. Like, it's not a real man. Wanting but it's, like, to akin kill. to man. And then I thought, no, it's with a Q. It can't be. Under the sea. This, all this scene indicates right now is that the movie's going to end because it's the beginning of the movie. That's the only reason people know the film's going to end is that it starts from the beginning. Yeah, they saw it the beginning yeah. scene. But it's so like, it's clear. It, yeah. They didn't even really have a full story. They just like halfway through kind of go back to the movie. I'm so glad this is on uh, YouTube. I don't know if this was a Criterion edition. I think the guy who posted put the, the intro as a joke. I already seen this scene. The scene was in the beginning. Let me, yeah, it saves money that use the thing. But this stuff is new, all, all four of them. It was just Mickey before, wasn't no, it? No, they all jumped after Mickey. Mickey was the first to jump. And then that was clearly a pool. Mermaids. You know, the problem about mermaids is that they're a honeymoon. They just want to clean up the apart hotel. They're not interested in sex because they're mermaids. Oh, they're maids. <laughs> <laughs> Housekeeping, we got it covered. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then there's mermen. The merman. Yeah, that Zoolander film. Which oh, I saw the second one, that film. Oh, you didn't hmm. see the first one? No, I seen the first one. I just don't remember. Well, they're in a bar, and his father. He goes in and sees his father, and on the TV, he's swimming. You know, and the, the father just approves, and he goes, "Huh, my son's a mermaid." mermaid. And he goes, "Merman, Dad, <laughs> I'm a merman." Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess I missed that. All right, well there you go. If there was ever something that didn't need a freaking sequel, so it can. was Zoolander. Uh, the sequel is, is, is like a YouTube video. It's not even a movie. Okay, see, look. They are trapped. They're literally trapped yeah. inside the studio. Even Suicide, they just take the band, and, they, and then the credits. It doesn't... Yay! It's, it's, clap, a bad, clap, clap. it's a bad movie rule, but they, they break. Is that when they have the title credits at the end of the film. Like They don't say the title until uh-huh. the end. 
That's a bad movie rule for me. So there's the man. I love this music playing in the background. This is it's on the soundtrack itself. Thank you for watching Head the Movie with Annette Fudicello. Yeah, it's it. And that's oh, there we go. Oh, wait, we missed the, the Inspector Charles McCalley, Inspector Shrink. I think that's who you're thinking. See something listing? Carol Dota, who kissed her in the beginning, is the woman from San Francisco's North Beach, who is a famous dancer who passed it's away. It's mature. Yeah. It gets a mature rating. Carol King sang the Porpoise song. That's And it wasn't written by Burt Baccarat. I was dead wrong. A lot of times on this show, I'm dead wrong. I'll say something, and then I'll, I'll check, and I'll go, no, that, that person never directed that movie. <laughs> that's all right. Just, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of it. See, choreographer Tony Basil. Ba- oh, mm-hmm. Mickey, you're so fine. That was a spicy name. Oh, yeah. But good on tomatoes and mozzarella. <laughs> so there we go. The studio door is closing as the movie ends. And Very we, nice. And you know the movie's going to end because it burns up in the uh, projector. That's the only way this, you get off this ride. If you want to get off the monkey's ride, if you want to make it stop, it's got to burn, self-destruct. Columbia Pictures, it's burning yeah. right. There it goes. There it goes. And you're in the theater now, like, Now, do you know Whoa. why film does that? No. Because film is the a film piece of shit. film stops in the heat of the light that is projecting it. Melts the film. Well, thank you, Sam L. Jackson and the movie Glorious Bastards for that. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember I saw um, Gremlins. I asked you about Inglorious Bastard. What about Inglorious Bastard? Okay, so I'm watching that movie, right? And then, like, you know that Hitler didn't burn up in a fire in a a movie theater. You're right. Now that actually is historically inaccurate. What a what a tremendous like! I don't know how to feel about it. Like, first of all, it's the greatest surprise ending ever. Right. He broke history rule. You don't. He killed Hitler. You don't just. I mean, that's a big history thing. I mean, that's you. You just can't change history. But I'm thinking, well, why can't you change history? It's a movie. It's not real. Well, it's kind of cheap because the whole two and a half hour movie leads up to that. These guys are going to do a suicide mission. Plus, this woman is going to do a side mission. Plus, this guy actually surrenders. So there's no real confrontation with them. And then they kill mm-hmm. Hitler, you know, and also they kill Hitler as well. So it is, uh, it does pile it up. Yeah, it's a non-movie. What could you say? Didn't you want the French woman to fall in love with the hero of the movie? Like, didn't you feel sorry for him? Like, yeah, they were just trying to meet a girl. I, I know that they spent like 20 minutes in Inglorious Bastards about the scene about Jews hiding under the ground the whole time which oh, is in pretty France. Yeah. yeah and then we never hear anything else like the family that hid them the family that gave it up there's no follow up about the actual oh, no, farmer no, that scene was about it's an empty scene that's just a scene in a trailer it's not no it, but that scene was about the the, the what's, what was his name professor Lufloff. I don't remember uh, uh, no, like Hans Gruber known as the butcher or something remember he, he wanted yeah, to know right. what his that he, whole scene was about the Jew that hunter. guy yeah, so the Jew, but it's not about the repercussion of giving up to the. You never have a follow up. You meet the farmer who hid these Jews and then gave up the Jews, but you never have hear anything else about the farmer. It just seems like no, that's. No, because that guy was the one who went on to say, I don't understand your accent. Remember, right. he, I'm King Kong. He was oh, faking. That was the same he, guy? 
That was the farmer? Yes, that was the same guy. And then he had the starlet saying, oh, let me see your hand. What was the, that, the whole what was point of that scene thing? was to let you know that this guy was ruthless in that oh. he would disarm you, he would charm you. Right. Well, I think the King Kong guy was a different guy. Nope. No? It was a different guy in a bar. You. I don't... I don't. I don't need to revisit that film, but I think it was a guy in the bar who. It was a German, just a German soldier that the British spies who were undercover were trying to pretend to be uh, part of the German force. Uh, I don't think uh, uh, Hans Gruber said that line, uh, but anyway, Lando, right, uh, Colonel Lando or whatever his name is. So at the Hans end of the film, Hans Gruber is that the actor's so, name? So so the farmer scene, right? They uh, Hans. Well, the farmer scene, the Shoshana, Ron Shoshana escapes and you figure they're going to have a big fight off but he just visits her and ignores him he doesn't care anymore because he knows it's Shoshana but he wants to get out of the war and and, and confess and get his oh he did wait that was the woman who burnt the theater right right you're who, saying that the character recognized her I think when at the dinner scene he recognizes her Shoshana how he, can he she, she was, He's a super the, Jew he was, hunter. She was running away across the fields, her back to but him. But he, yeah, but he uh, isn't. But isn't the whole story about the whole point of it is that he's going to see her and recognize her from that scene? What was the whole point of that scene was just to have one more scene in the trailer. It did not, you know. I'm sorry. Anyway, thanks a lot, Carl. Thanks for pissing this party. Thanks for bringing up <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movies. Thanks for, for what a killjoy you are. Here we are enjoying uh, head. We were enjoying head together. And, uh, <laughs> was, don't was, tell our wives. Don't tell our wives, but guess what I gave Carl all afternoon. Oh, no, wait. No, no, wait. I thought you were saying we were enjoying it together. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, we're enjoying head together. You've got yours, I've got mine. I was just saying, I gave you head. That to you. As a movie selection, I gave you head. Oh, that is, well, yeah. you look, the film was good, so you do give good. <laughs> it was good head, definitely good head. But then again, good head, bad head. It's still head uh, from 1968. <laughs> so that was. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you, audience, for being so flexible and on the fly on our movie selection. We have definitely run the gamut from the uh, FTA yeah. to uh, Never Too Young to Die to, of course, Head. Uh, and now uh, Carl will join me for the next episode, which will be airing. Go check out our website uh, for details on when this episode airs. And we're on Mutiny Radio, and we're also on iTunes, uh, of course, by our acronym, uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And uh, if you go to our blogspot, let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com, you get a more direct uh, link so I would always bookmark that page, motherfuckers. So uh, Carl, thank you so much. Where can people? Uh, you're on. You. You're on YouTube, so we'll definitely yeah. Saying motherfucker at the end really feels satisfying. Uh, all right, I'm gonna play us out. All right, here we go. Play us out. Let's watch a full length movie. Michael Spiegelman. Hey.
Thanks, Carl. Thank you, Mike. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery.